Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, welcome everybody. It is January. It is uh, Tuesday, January twenty or Jan- what? I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> what is today again? It is February first, twenty twenty two. So yeah, totally botched that. But anyway, that's what it is. It's the first day of February, uh, which we got an anniversary this week or this month. We are uh, our anniversary is on the eleventh of February. So, just mental note. I better, I better remember that, right? Um, 27 years, I think. 27? 95, whatever that math is. From 95 to today, February 11th. Chilly, very chilly day in Michigan back in 1995 when uh, Christy and I uh, said our I do's. It was like zero. It was literally single digits. <laughs> so, uh, well, hey, we are uh, January 2022s in the books. We are now first day of February, short month, and um, cold, generally a cold month, chilly month. But hope it'll warm up a little bit. Warm up a little bit. January here in Florida was cold, man. Yeah, so I'm, I'm ready for a little warmer days. This ain't right. So, um, so glad you guys are on. So glad you're a part of this. Thanks for sharing this. Uh, Taking a quick minute just to share it on your timeline so people can jump on and be a part of it. We are uh, we have three readings that we're going to do today uh, as we go through continue to go through this minister's prayer book uh, following the church calendar. And so it's now the fourth week after Epiphany. Um, pretty soon we will be uh, we'll be jumping into the uh, the days of Lent. Um, and so yeah, just looking through the uh the guide here and let's see yep 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 about two two or three more weeks and we'll be in lent and so transitions out of the the post epiphany season into a lenten season as we head towards easter um so today the fourth uh this week the fourth week after epiphany and so today we're reading isaiah 52 galatians 4 and mark chapter 8 yeah, let's do it. Isaiah 52. You know, we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. And we basically just see what God has to say to us. No no, uh, uh, no script, no preconceived sort of planned. Uh, it's unscripted, unfiltered. Just read and see what, see, see what, uh, how, how the Spirit kind of leads us and teaches us. And each of us, uh, you know what? The awesome thing about the Word of God and the Holy Spirit is He may teach us, each of us something a little different. Uh, based on what you're going through in life, based on the perspective in which you come to the text, uh, to this time of morning prayer, God speaks to us in different ways. And that's cool. That's cool. Um, so let's do it. Isaiah 52, 1 through 12. Isaiah 52, 1 through 12. Let's do it. Awake, awake, Zion. 
Zion is just another word for God's people. Also a word for Jerusalem, but it's synonymous with God's people. Awake Zion. Awake uh, the people of God. Put on your garments of splendor, Jerusalem, the holy city. The uncircumcised and defiled will not enter you again. Shake off your dust. Rise up. Sit enthroned, Jerusalem. Free yourself from the chains on your neck, daughter Zion, now a captive. Uh, yeah, so this is a you know the image of Jerusalem being captive, but a day coming when they will shake off the chains of slavery, shake off the dust, rise, and uh, um, put on the garments of splendor, rise to uh, your prominence. Rise to who you were created to be. Days of shame and suffering are over. This is what the Lord says. You were sold for nothing, and without money you will be redeemed. For this is what the sovereign Lord says. At first my people went down to Egypt to live. Lately Assyria has oppressed them. And now what do I have here, declares the Lord? For my people have been taken away for nothing. And those who rule them mock, declares the Lord. And all day long, my name is constantly blasphemed. See, God's name is attached to his people. Um, so when the, peop when the people of God are being blasphemed and shamed and mocked and ridiculed, God's name's attached to that. Yahweh, the Lord, he's attached to the people of God. So as Jerusalem is uh, humiliated, in a sense, God too. And that's true of the church, right? You know, people diss, diss and bash the church. Sometimes it's that pastime, man. It's like ridiculing the church. Um, but when you do that, you're also ridiculing God because it's the bride of Christ. It's the people of God. It's the people of what? Of who? God. <laughs> so as we ridicule the church, we're ridiculing God. And here we see Jerusalem is in disrepair, is being shamed, is being mocked, and God's saying, you know what? So am I. I'm with you in your humiliation. I'm with you in your suffering. You are my people. Therefore, my people will, will know my name. Therefore, in that day, they will know that it is I who foretold it. Yes, it is I. Verse 7. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. We, we've shared that verse before, right? We've read it together sometimes around Christmas. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The idea of the messenger who comes over, uh, goes across the countryside to announce to the uh, those on the battlefield, the war is over, or to announce to the remote villages uh, the news. There's a new king. There's a new emperor. There's a new ruler. I come to bring you good tidings, glad tidings. And beautiful are the feet of those who come to not bring bad news, but bring good news. And the good news is your God reigns. Mm. You know that today, your God reigns. Um, I don't know how about, I don't, I don't know about the quality of my feet, but I'm just here to tell you some good news. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not claiming anything about the quality of my feet, nor its beauty but I'm here to tell you some good news. And the good news is your God reigns. Yeah, your God reigns. He reigns. He is over all. 
Um, listen, verse 8, you watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all nations. And the end of the earth will see. It's interesting phraseology, right? Um, the Lord will lay bare his holy arm. What was that? God going to flex. <laughs> God going to flex. You know, that's a common phrase. Right now. Oh, look at them flexing. You know, and they're kind of showing off a little bit. You know, look, look, they flexing. Uh, God's going to flex. That's what he's saying. When God is going to come, he's going to show, he's going he's gonna to bear his arm. What are going to do? going to flex. Boom. He'll show them cannons. I'm going to show them guns. Welcome to the gun show. <laughs> you, ain't never seen, you ain't never seen a gun show like the Lord's gun show, right? Welcome to the gun show. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And we know that Jesus was, uh, in a sense, well, not in a sense, in reality, literally, Jesus was the gun show. Jesus, in flesh, was the gun show. He was the one, he was the flex. He was God showing his power and his glory in human flesh. When he came and healed diseases, when he came and stilled stormy waters, when he came and preached with authority, what was he doing? He was flexing. He was showing the power of God. No flex like God's flex. Mm -mm. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all nations. And all the ends of the earth will, will see the salvation of our God. Depart, depart, go out from there. Touch no unclean thing. Come out from it and be pure, you who carry the articles of the Lord's house. But you will not leave in haste or go in flight, for the Lord will go before you. The God of Israel will be your rear guard. He's going to protect you. He's telling Israel, right? There's a day coming when you're going to be redeemed, redeemed restored. Um, you're not going to have to flee and run and be fearful and frightened, but God is going to comfort you. He's going to go before you and behind you. You know, today, there's a lot of us are in different situations today. Some people are facing uh, frightening situations today. You know, they're scared. Maybe it's a conversation. Maybe it's unsettledness at work. Maybe it's economic uncertainty. Maybe it's a physical thing. Uh, maybe it's health for themselves or someone else, and there's a little bit of fear. I want you to know today, what the word of the Lord says, and that he goes before you and behind you. And what does that mean? The, the rear flank, right? That you're vulnerable, your vulnerabilities. God's going to go behind you. You know what? You, when, you, when you got your back, where, where are you most vulnerable? In your back because you can't see back there. In your, in your, in your flank. My flanks. <laughs> There's other names for those, too, right here, down here. Those flanks, those things around, around, your, around your, your, your waistline, your flank. Some people call it an inner tube. Anyway, God gonna go. God gonna go. God is gonna be around you, completely around you. He's gonna make sure that your vulnerable spots, your vulnerable uh, positions, are covered. He goes around you. He's not only in front of you and what you can see, but he's taking care of you behind you and the things that you can't see. You know that God is like all around us, taking care of things that we don't even know about, threats uh, that come against us that we aren't even aware of. God has already thwarted the plans of the enemy, thwarted those things that would uh, seek to attack and to destroy. He's already on them. He flexes. 
man, our God is awesome. And he's, and he's, uh, he's guarding you today. He's with you. You're not alone. You're not exposed because he is with you. He reigns, and he is all around us. All right, let's jump over to Galatians. Let's, how about it? How about it, y'all? Let's jump over to Galatians, see what the Lord says in uh, Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4, we're going to be reading verses 12 through 20. We, ran, we read 1 through uh, 11 yesterday, so today we're jumping out to 12 through 20. And uh, again, Paul is reminding the Galatians that they're not slaves. You're not slaves. You're children of God. Welcome, everybody. I didn't say good morning to you. Welcome. I'm Now I'm doing it now. Welcome, everybody. I am so glad to see you. Sandy, good morning. Trish, Debbie, good morning. Welcome, everybody. Lorna, welcome. Those of you on the podcast, I can't see you, but welcome. Whether in your car, office, school, at the gym, wherever you're at. Welcome. Let's see. Galatians chapter 4, verse 12. Where am I? I got, I got lost here. Oh, I plead with you, brothers and sisters, become like me, for I became like you. You did me no wrong. As you know, it was because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you. And even though my illness was a trial to you, you did not treat me with contempt or scorn. Okay. Instead, you welcomed me as if I were an angel of God, as if I were Christ Jesus himself. Where then is your blessing of me now? I can testify that if you could have done so, you would have worn out your eyes. You, were tor- you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me. Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? Hmm. Um, that's a real personal thing right there, right? By what Paul is saying. Like he's, he's, uh, just, he's, he's concerned by the Galatians, um, uh, legalism, but, but also there's a personal tone to that, right? Like why, why, like you, you, you at once showed such love for me. We had such a connection. We had uh, such sweet fellowship. Like you would have given your very, you would have torn your eyes out and given them to me. You were so Grateful for the good news, you were, you know, you, you, you were grateful for the for the glad tidings that I brought to you through Jesus. And what happened? Now you're treating me like the enemy. Isn't that weird, man? You know, sometimes you guys, some of you have had you you know that experience. People that you were once close to, and something something happened. You're like, why 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 are you why are we enemies now? <laughs> why are you, why are you so cold to me? Why are you so rude to me? Why what happened? And sometimes it doesn't even make sense. Sometimes, sometimes um, it's more about what's going on with them than it is about what's going on with you or between you two, right? It's, there's something going on in them. And that's what's going on with the Galatians. There's something going on in them. They're being caught up in this, this false teaching of, of legalism that they have to add to Jesus, all these religious rules. And Paul's like, I thought we were good. We had such love and affection before, but now there's this, this wall between us. What, where did it come from? Yeah. So sometimes the you know the the breaking those relationships that are strained like that has more to do with where they where they are than necessarily anything that happened between you two. So Paul says, uh, "How have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth?" Verse seventeen: Those people are zealous to win you over, but for no good. He's talking about those people who are trying to to deceive the Galatians. What they want is to alienate you from us. 
so that you may have zeal for them. It is fine to be zealous, provided the purpose is good. And to be so always, not just when I'm with you. My dear children, for whom am I again, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you? How I wish I could be with you now and change my tone because I am perplexed about you. Paul's like, he's like, I'm perplexed, man. He's like, I'm confused. I don't know. I, I, I wish I, I didn't have to have such a strong tone, such a, uh, a, a stern tone, but I'm concerned about where this is leading you. Yeah. Hmm. You know, sometimes we do. We, we walk with people in their spiritual lives, and, and we get concerned. We get concerned with where they are, and we, we wish we could just speak love and, and grace and mercy, but there's something that is deeply concerning sometimes about where people are spiritually, right, where they are with their relationship with God, what they're doing to their lives, maybe what they're doing with their families. And we like, um, I wish I could have a kind, gentler tone, but this is disconcerting. And that's what Paul's saying. He's like, Galatians, I love you guys. I wish I could just be filling this these pages with, with uh, encouragement and adoration and, and love and tenderness. I wish I could do that. That's what I'd prefer to do. But the truth is, when you start adding a bunch of things to your faith and making your your walk with uh, with God a matter of do's and don'ts and legalism and uh, achieving spiritual heights based on how many good things you do and how many bad things you don't do, he says, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I'm real concerned because Jesus kind of gets swept away uh, in your uh, religious fervor. Mm. So Paul's concerned. Let's see. That's uh, Galatians uh, 12 through 20. Yeah, that's 12 through 20. Let's jump over uh, to Mark, Mark chapter 8. Welcome, everybody. So glad to have you guys on on this uh, chilly uh, Tuesday morning, first day of February. So here we go, 8, 1 through 10. Oh, Jesus is going to feed people. Some of you might be going off to breakfast right now. Some of you put it, somebody's got a piece of, you got a jelly, you got a piece of jelly toast right in your mouth right now. <laughs> you got jelly in the corner of your mouth. You like, you got powdered sugar on your nose. You know, you got a big bowl of cereal. You got the, the phone propped up, listening to PT in the morning, spending some time in the Word of God, and you got powdered sugar on your nose. I know. I know. It's all right. Jesus love you. <laughs> so do I. Uh, but Jesus is about to feed some people right here in Mark chapter 8. During those days, another large crowd gathered. Since they had nothing to eat, they didn't have no jelly rolls. They had no powdered sugar donuts. Since they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will collapse on the way, because some of them have come a long distance. They've come a long way to hear Jesus. we got all these people who've come a long way to hear Jesus, and it's a long way back home, and Jesus has compassion on them. Now, look, here's a great thing about this, man. Look, God, Jesus cares more about more than just your spiritual condition. He cares about your spiritual condition. Don't get me wrong. He cares about the condition of your heart, and that is the most important need our need for forgiveness and salvation and reconciliation with God and all of those, those important spiritual realities. And he cares about your physical needs. 
Some of you need to hear that today. Um, you have a physical need. Maybe it's economic. I don't know. But you have a very real physical need. You know what? Jesus cares about it. Jesus uh, looked out at the crowd and he had compassion on them. What was his compassion related to? Their hunger. Not their spiritual hunger at this point. It's their physical hunger. He's concerned about their hunger. He's like, these people need a jelly roll. These people need a Chick-fil-A biscuit. That's what they need, you know? They need a Jesus biscuit. And that sounds good, doesn't it? I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That is a little uh, squirrel. But, man, Chick one of those Chick-fil-A biscuits this morning? Now, some of you watching this in the afternoon, and, and you may, you, you're, not, you're not understanding where we're coming from. But if you're, you know, you're in the, here live in the morning, then you know right now it's a Chick-fil-A uh, chicken biscuit time. That's what it is, you know? I love me a I love me a Jesus biscuit. I can barely focus now. I'm gonna be honest. I can barely focus. I just I love some, I love me some biscuits and gravy too. But the right now, just a chicken biscuit would be on point. So anyway, Jesus looks at the crowd and he's like, you know what? Um, they need they need me. They need me. They need salvation. They also need a chicken biscuit. I want to know what you guys are eating right now. Some of you are eating right now. I know it. I can tell. What are you eating? What are you eating? What's in there? What's on that plate? What's in that bowl? Some of you got bagels. Uh, some uh, frosted flakes. But Jesus looks at the crowd, and back to our point, um, <laughs> he cares. He cares about our physical needs. And so his disciples answer, but this is a remote look, this is a remote place, and they ain't a Chick-fil-A in sight. He's <laughs> uh, like, you know there's no Chick-fil-A in sight. Um <laughs> well, Jesus said, I am the king of the Jesus biscuit, by the way. That's what Jesus is saying. Look, you want a Jesus biscuit, you, you come to the right place. Because Jesus is about to make a fish biscuit. That's what he's gonna do. Jesus is about to make a fish, fish biscuit right here. <laughs> His disciple says, we're, we're in this remote place, and I can't, we can't get enough bread to feed them. Verse 5, how many loaves do you have? He's about to make a fish biscuit, I'm telling you. He's about to make a Chick-fil-A sandwich right here. They said seven. He told them to sit down on the ground. When he had given the seven loaves and given thanks, he broke it and gave it, the, the, uh, gave it to the disciples to distribute to the people, and they did. And they had a few small fish as well. He gave thanks to them also and told the disciples to distribute them. The people ate and were satisfied. Afterward, the disciples picked up the seven basketfuls of Chick-fil-A sandwiches, basically. Oh, look at that. Look at all these people. Got a smoothie going on. Got I see blueberry muffins, confetti muffins, coffee. Man, we're just, we're just basically sitting at a meal together. What are we doing? Meanwhile, we're reading the Word of God, and Jesus is providing uh, fish biscuits for everybody. It's like, these people are hungry. Give them some fish biscuits. That sounds terrible. A protein bar. Okay. All right. Fish biscuit? Mm -mm. Fish sandwich? Yes. This bit in the morning, I need a Jesus biscuit, which means Chick-fil-A. I need a chicken biscuit. Uh, 
also. They ate and they were all satisfied. Afterward, the disciples picked up the seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. About 4,000 were present. After he had sent them away, he got into a boat with his disciples, and he went to a region of Dalmanthula. Dalmanthula. I don't even know if I said that right. Wow. So he, so he feeds everybody. Oh, what? Bacon? Eggs? What? Look at this. Look at all of these breakfast menus. Eggs over medium, biscuits, eggs, half bagel, banana, strawberry. What? My goodness. That's why y'all ain't worried about no chicken biscuits. Y'all eating. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. Guys, sharing a meal together. Yeah, I love this. We're sharing a meal together. That's what we're doing. At least some of us are. So. Enjoy your breakfast. The Lord bless you. Oh, grits. Ooh, eggs and grits and toast. Man, that's speaking my love language right there. That's awesome. Um, well, Jesus, Jesus cares about your. <laughs> the point being, is Jesus does care about your physical need. So if you're hungry, he he's glad to provide that food for you. Now I hope you did. You did thank Jesus for them grits and those bananas and those that bacon and that bagel and that muffin. You got because he provided it for you. Eggs with cheese. Ooh, I like that. Um, because he provided it for you. He cares about you. So when you, as you're eating, here's the thing. Here's a great reminder. When you sit down to eat, it's a reminder. You know what? God cares about my physical needs. He cares about it so much he's provided it for me. He's provided a means by which my physical needs can be met, which is a great segue into the reality of heaven. See, everything that we, every desire that we've been created with, there is a a, need, a way that it can be met physically. But there are spiritual needs that can only be met in a relationship with Jesus. And God would not have put those desires within us to reconnect with God if it were not possible for that need to be met. Just as much as physical hunger can be met by a physical, uh, physical food, so the spiritual hunger that is in us can be met by spiritual food, which is a relationship with Jesus. Jesus is the spiritual Egg McMuffin. <laughs> That's probably blasphemy. <laughs> That's probably blasphemy. I, I meant that in the best possible way, y'all. Some things don't, sometimes things don't land, guys. You know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes they, they sound, they seem better than they actually sound when they come out. Um, yeah, you talk long enough, you're going to say something stupid. So anyway, that probably wasn't the best example, but Jesus does. <laughs> Jesus does meet our deepest spiritual needs, and he cares about our physical needs as well. Well, I love you guys. Thank you guys for being on. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. So we got to pray, y'all. We got to pray. And uh, we're going to pray. We thank God for your Egg McMuffin and everything else you're eating there. I think that's awesome. And we thank you for this. We're going to thank God for this time together. So let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness and grace. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the fact that you reign, that you are over all, as we read in Isaiah 52. Um, that despite how things may look, you are in control, that you, you go before us and behind us, uh, you protect our vulnerable spots, you, uh, you're always on watch for us, Lord. Even when we don't uh, see our own weaknesses and our blinders, uh, you protect us, you cover our flanks, uh, and Lord, we can walk out with security and confidence because we know that, that the armies of the Lord go around us, praise God. Lord, thank you so much for... Um, providing for us, for meeting our needs, our physical needs, our spiritual needs, our emotional needs, those needs that we have, Lord, you've provided a way to fill them. 
Lord, and you have compassion and you care. Lord, I pray that each and every person today knows that they are cared for, that you see our needs, that you see their needs, and that you have compassion on them. And if we will look, we'll see that you are already providing a way to meet those needs. Lord, I pray your blessing upon my friends, whatever they're facing today, whatever they need from you, may you grant it in abundance uh, for your glory and for your namesake. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. God provides, man. God provides. He's awesome. Yes, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Thank you so much for being on today. I hope you guys have a fantastic Tuesday. Thanks for spending this time in the Word of God. Um, Know that God loves you. He cares for you. Thanks for subscribing to this, sharing this, liking this, supporting this, all of those things. Thank you for getting the word out about the podcast and daily prayer. Uh, We hope it's an encouragement to you. You guys have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.